0: promise one thing and, and deliver another outside these walls. When I come in here, the Bible says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should change his mind or go on a whim. God said, have I not said it and shall I not do it? Have I not said it and shall I not make it good? Scripture said, let every man be a liar, but God is true. God does exactly The enemy never does what he says he's going to do, but God always does exactly what he said he was going to do. God said, I will rise again on the third day, and he did exactly what he said he was going to do. God said, wait for me and I'll fill you with the Holy Ghost, and he did exactly what he said he was going to do. God said, roll back the stone. I'm about ready to bring Lazarus out of the tomb. And again, he did exactly what he said he was going to do. The fact that the enemy is telling you, I'm going to do this, you can just about bet. When the enemy's doing this, he's lying. So how can you tell he's lying? He's opening his mouth and his tongue's moving. And his lips are moving. That's how I know he's lying. But every time you can, you can just about bet whatever the enemy says, the exact opposite is about ready to happen. You're not going to get your miracle this afternoon. Get ready. You're about ready to receive your miracle. You're not going to get the Holy Ghost this afternoon. Get ready. You're about ready to receive the Holy Ghost. Nothing's good going to happen in your life. Get ready. God's about ready to pour out a blessing upon you, upon your family, that you cannot contain. Somebody said, I believe that. Amen. Good to be in the house of the Lord. Feel His touch. Feel His presence. Amen. 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 I'm glad that I am here and that we can feel the Holy Ghost. There's too many places where I can go and not feel anything, but I'm so glad I am in the house of God. Feel His presence and feel His touch. Amen. I want to direct this afternoon. I almost said this morning, but I'm about an hour and ten minutes too late for that. This afternoon, I want to direct your attention to Genesis chapter 38. Genesis chapter 38, starting with verse number 27. Genesis chapter 38, and reading verse number 27. If you have it, say, I've got it. If you don't have it, say, wait on me. And then, if you need your Bible, lift up your head, all your people, and look upon the screen. Genesis chapter 38. And verse number 27. Somebody say hallelujah. And it came to pass in the time of her travail that behold, twins were in her womb. Two opportunities, two destinies, two lives were about ready to be born. And it came to pass, verse 28, came to pass when she travailed that the one put out his hand and the midwife, we call them nurses today, took and bound upon his hand a scarlet thread saying, This came out first. Because in this midwife's world, it was all about your first birth. In the midwife's world, it was all about what your last name was. In, your mid- in the midwife's world, it was all about what your natural heritage was, who your ancestors were. And In her world, it was all about who your father was and who your mother was. So she took upon and bound upon this firstborn child on his wrist a scarlet thread, saying, This is the firstborn. Verse 29 continues, And it came to pass, as he drew back his hand, that behold his brother came out. Say the secondborn. Say the secondborn. And she said, How hast thou broken forth this breach be upon you? Therefore his name was called... Perez and afterward afterward came out his brother that had the scarlet thread upon his hand and his name was called Zera i want to read one more scripture in john chapter 1 a very familiar portion of scripture john chapter 1 verse number 11 john chapter 1 verse number 11 here we find john using greek philosophy to turn it around and use it as a perfect illustration of the mighty god in christ and here we find in john chapter 1 verse number 11 we find that he says speaking of jesus he came unto his own and his own received him not but as many as received him to them look at your neighbor say that's you To them gave he power to become the sons of God. Uh, that term sons is a non-gender specific term in other words the uh, the the evangelist did not want to leave anybody out it doesn't matter if you're a man woman boy or girl in this house god says he's given you power to become sons of god even to them that believe on his name there is power in the name of jesus which were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh here's my favorite part nor of the will of man but they were born how of god look at your neighbor say you cannot be born into this uh, look come on look at your neighbor say you cannot be born into this but now find somebody else behind you and say or in front of you and say but you have to be born into this i, I want to preach this afternoon from this subject if you will help me how many is going to help me today I want to preach this afternoon from this subject. It's all about your second birth. It's all about... Your second birth. Lay your Bibles down and pray with me one time. And let's ask God to talk to us in this house this afternoon. Come on, let your voice out loud today. Jesus, I come to you today, God, thanking you, Lord, for every saint, for every guest that is in this building this afternoon. God, I pray that your word and your spirit would minister together today. God, I pray that you would anoint us both to hear and to speak your word and your power. God, I pray let it rest upon us right now. Let every mind be open, let every ear be open, let every heart. Be open to receive what you would have to them to receive in this house this afternoon. God, I thank you and I praise you, Jesus. Somebody praise Him one more time. Give Him some praise in this house. It's all about your second birth. And you can be seated in this house today. It is all about your second birth birth. When you begin to read in Matthew chapter number one, and you begin to read in Luke chapter three, you begin to notice that uh, the, we begin to see the lineage or the genealogy of the Messiah, the bloodline of the Messiah. We see that many things can be passed on through the bloodline. Many negative things in society can be passed from one generation to the next. Many Many diseases can be passed. Many uh, proclivities to sin can be passed. Many tendencies to live certain kinds of lifestyle, it has been studied, it can be passed from one generation on to the next. But I I did not come this afternoon to preach a message of no hope. I I didn't come this afternoon to preach a message that you might as well give up. It's all about your first birth. But I came today to preach a message that was titled, It's All About Your Second Birth. Because I begin to read in Second Timothy where Paul says, Now, Timothy, I understand that many things can be passed from one generation to the next. I, I understand that some sins can be passed on. I, I understand that some negative things in your life can be passed from one generation to the next. But, Timothy, you don't have to live like Mama lived. You don't have to live like your father lived. You don't have to live like your ancestors did. But, Timothy, I am persuaded that there is something faith that is in you, he says, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded it's in you also. In other words, Timothy, I know some very negative things can be passed from one generation to the next. Oh, but Timothy, I want to talk to you about something called faith that I know some sins might have been passed on. I know some junk might have been passed on. But Timothy, there's some other stuff called faith that can be passed to you from One generation to the next, and Timothy, you don't have to do what your mama did. You don't have to do what your daddy did. You don't have to do what your ancestors did. You can live a life of victorious power with God. It doesn't matter what everybody else does. It doesn't matter what everybody else says. It doesn't matter what everybody else's direction they're going. Timothy, once you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, Timothy, once you receive the Holy Ghost that is inside of you, once you receive that, you get a new bloodline, you get a new ancestor, you get a new family, you get the bloodline of a breaker in you, you get the bloodline of a champion in you, you get a bloodline, which some good apostolics would hear me, you get a bloodline of an apostolic Pentecostal alive inside of you, you get some power in you, you get some glory in you, and every sin that tried to weigh you down in the past, you've got the power to break through it, every curse that tried to weigh you down, you've got power power to break through it through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Because, Timothy, it's not about your first birth, but it's all about your second birth. We live in a society that says, if your father was this, then you are so many more percent times likely to be the same thing. If your mother was this, then you are so many more percent times likely to be the same thing. Somebody in this house, you're going to walk out of this house this afternoon. And you're going to prove the enemy right. Somebody's going to leave this house this afternoon and you're going to prove your bloodline right. You're going to prove your family right. The enemy that says you might as well not even go to that altar this, this afternoon, might as well not even try to make a change in your life. Your family that said we're all this and we're never, never going to change and we're always going to be this. Your bloodline that cries out and says you might as well learn how to live with it because you're always going to deal with this problem. And somebody's going to prove those things right. However, I have a feeling that tonight, this afternoon, somebody is going to leave this house today and go... on. You're going to prove the devil wrong. You're going to prove your family wrong. You're going to prove your natural bloodline wrong. You know what? When I walked in this house, I had a problem with my life. But now I've got a new bloodline. I've got new power. I've got anointing. I've got the Spirit of God that gives me the ability to break every curse, break every addiction, break every... I want to tell somebody in your lady. In this house today, it doesn't matter what your father did. You don't have to do what your father did. It doesn't matter what mama did. You don't have to be what mama was. You don't have to be what everybody else was. But there's a desire inside you that says, I've got to change. I've got to change. I've got to change. And through the Holy Ghost, you get a new bloodline that gives you the power. Because when you walk in this house, the rules change. When you walk in this house, devil put your pencil away because now they've just injected the God factor into this equation. Oh, look out, world. They may have been called one thing out there, but when they walk in this house, everything's. They may call you addicted out there, but when you come in this house, He gives you His Spirit and calls you anointed. You may have been doubtful out there, but when you walk in this house through the Holy Ghost, He calls you delivered. You may have been fearful outside of these walls, but when you come in this house and receive the Holy Ghost, He calls you faithful. Because it's all about your second. Look at your neighbor and say, it's all about my second birth.
1: <sighs>
0: we have a society that places an emphasis from how much money you're going to get in your loan to what kind of a car you can drive to what kind of a house you can buy or apartment or townhouse, whatever you all have down here. <sighs> And it's all dependent upon what? What my last name is. But when I come in this house, God says, I don't care what your natural last name is. I'm not talking about that. I'm not asking you what your Smith, Jones, whatever it is, Perez. I'm not asking you what your last name is in the flesh. When I give you the Holy Ghost, I put you in my family. And God says, once you get in this family, it doesn't matter what your natural last name is. Now you've got a spiritual last name, which is Jesus Christ. You've been baptized all. And I don't hold anything back. I don't keep anything back. Once you've got my blood in you, once you've got my spirit in you, all power in heaven and in earth is given to you. Why? I know who my daddy is. I've got his blood flowing through my veins because it's not about my first birth. But in here, it's all about my second birth. Many people will not come to this altar this afternoon for one reason, because of your first birth. You don't know what I am outside of these walls. You don't know what I've been outside of the. I could care less. Ten lepers come to Jesus. And the Bible says in Mark, he says Jesus sees ten. He didn't see ten lepers. The Scripture says he sees ten men that were lepers. (laughs) In other words, these men came to Jesus and they said, Jesus, I know everybody else sees us as somebody that has a disease that is uncontrollable and that there is no help for us. There's no hope for us. And we can't do anything outside these walls. But we know when we come before your presence, we know when we come into this house, you don't see us as lepers. But the scripture says I see them as a man or a woman that says, God, i got to come to you this afternoon. I've got to touch you. I've got a condition. I've got a problem, God, that only you can touch. I've got a life, God, that only you can bless. I've got a situation, God, that only you can take care of, God, it's me right here. I want to tell you it doesn't matter what the world calls you. When you come in here, he sees you as a man or a woman. He doesn't see you as a... He doesn't see you as what they call you out there. He sees you as a man or a woman that says, God, I've got something in my life, God, and I got you, I gotta have you take control of it. I've given you my life, God. I've given you my heart, Jesus. I've given you everything that's inside of me, God, because I know once I'm born again, it's not about my first birth any longer. The rules now change. It's all about I began to read one one afternoon. I began to study about Roman adoption. Paul begins to write, and he talks about he talks about the spirit of adoption or the Holy Ghost that cries out, "Abba, Father." And he said that the Holy Ghost is given to all of us, and it is a spirit of deliverance once we become His son. And I began to read the surrounding history behind the scripture that he was that he was writing, and, and the time period, and Roman adoption was a very unique process. Cause see, what would happen was if you were born into Roman society and you were born into a servant's home, you had no hope you had to be what your father was you had to be what your mother was you had to be what your family had done for the last 400 years it didn't matter when you laid your head on your pillow at night how much you said god i got to ch- i got to have a change in my life i got to do something different i don't want to do what my family's always on it didn't matter you were going to do exactly what your father did you were going to do exactly what your mother did and i'm looking at some people in this house that have been born into the same problem the same situation you lay your head on the pillow at night and you think god i got to get out of this god I I've got to get out of this somehow. God, I don't know what's going to take place tomorrow. God, i got to get out of this life. i got to get out of this thing. God, you've got to shake me. You've got to touch me. You've got to turn me. I don't want to do what everybody else has done. I don't want to make the same mistakes Mama made. I don't want to make the same mistakes Daddy made. I've got good news for you. You don't have to in this house. And he would lay his hand on the pillow at night and there was no hope for him. However, If there was a man in a senator's home that did not have a natural bloodline, a natural son to carry on his bloodline, he would go down into one of these lower classes that were were doomed to no life and no hope, and he would take a young man and say, you know what? I know you don't have any hope in this life. I know you don't have any course outside of doing the same thing your father did, your mother did for the last 400 years. I know you don't have any hope. However, I'm offering you an opportunity to step back up here, and when I bring you back up here, I'm not gonna call you a failure. I'm gonna call you my son. I'm not gonna call you hopeless. I'm gonna call you daughter. When you come up here, I'm gonna give you everything that I've got. I'm gonna give you power, I'm gonna give you glory, and I'm gonna give you my name. Oh my God. When God saved me and God set me free, He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on the rock to stay. And He said, It's not about your first birth, but now it's All about your second birth. Somebody. You gotta realize, once you got the Holy Ghost, you got new power in your life. And it's time for you to stop allowing the enemy of your soul to push you down and sit you down and try to get you to settle for anything less in your life. My God, you've got the power. My daughter, when she was born, she got my blood. When you are born into this, you get your father's blood. Uh, and I don't have the bloodline of a victim. I've got the bloodline of a victor. I've got the one that conquered death, hell, and the grave flowing through my veins. And my God, have mercy. I'm not going to let any addiction, any devil, any problem, any spirit put its foot on me and try to keep me there. My God, have mercy. i got the king's blood in me. I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. Get up off me, devil. Get up off me, addiction. Get up off me. I'm about ready to get crazy in here. Because it's not about my first birth. It's all about. Somebody's got to come back to that revelation and understanding. I've got power flowing through me. Somebody shout yes. And so, when this Roman man would bring somebody out and give him a life of hope, and say, "and say, you're not you're not going to be referred to as that old bloodline any longer. You're not going to have that last name any longer. You're going to have my last name." The scripture says that the history says, history says that the man you're adopting me, the man who was adopting the son. Nothing in the Bible is ever there by chance. Nothing in the Bible is ever there because God said, well, it sounds good, might as well put it in there. Everything in the Bible is there with precise direction and specific purpose everything i don't care what dan brown says everything in the scripture is there for a purpose i don't care what ron howard said everything in the scripture is there for a purpose and i will fight tooth and nail over it everything in the bible from the front all the way back to the maps i could care less what the world says or what the world does it's just the gospel for me it's just the word of well i know you don't believe that but that's true anyway That's good preaching whether you like it or not. And so the old man would take his right hand, and he would say, he would place his right hand upon the sun. And when he placed his right hand of, what's the right hand? We talked about Thursday night. The right hand is the hand of power. The right hand is the hand of anointing and authority. And he would take his right hand, and history says, he would say these words, watch me. This is my son, in whom I am well pleased. And it did not matter who was listening. It did not matter who was watching. That father would lay his hand on them and say, you're my son. It doesn't matter who says what. You're my son. It doesn't matter who does what. You're my son. It doesn't matter who says what. or tries to come between us. There's no law that can come between us. You are my son. I am your father. And nobody... Somebody in this house this afternoon, you've got to feel the hand of your Father come upon you again and say, it's no longer about your first birth, it's all about your second birth. Ah, you are my Son. Because in this kingdom, it is all about a second birth. The Scripture says in our text that we read earlier, the Scripture says that there was two sons that were born inside of this woman. There were two twins were in her womb. And Scripture says the father of these two children was a man named Judah. Because in Judah means praise. And praise will always give birth to a revival. You cannot have revival unless you have Praise. I could tell you churches that are having revival and they're not churches that are sitting down and acting like they're not apostolic. I'll tell you the churches that are having revival. The churches that are having revival are the ones like here. You show up and you say, I could care less what you think about me. I could care less what you say about me. I could care. I don't make any apologies to you. I could care less what you're going to think when you walk up out of here. I came here to touch him. I came here to reach him. I came here to feel him. I came here to touch. That's what the world is after. They're looking for a church that is not ashamed to praise him. They're looking for a church So it's just crazy out there. So twins were in her womb. And so Judah gives birth to these two sons. And these two sons come out. And the firstborn comes out. The firstborn puts out his hand. And the midwife says, In my world, it's all about who who, who your last name is, who your father was. It's all about the first birth. So I'm going to take and identify this one and put a scarlet thread about his hand. Because this is the firstborn. This is the one that's going to get the anointing. This is the one that's going to get the blessing. This is the one that's going to get the power. This is the one that's going to get everything. Because it's all about your first birth. But all of a sudden it was a struggle I have a feeling it was like Jacob and Esau where they struggled to see who was going to come out first. I have a feeling it was the same way all of a sudden there was a struggle, and the scripture said that the hand of the firstborn came back up, and all of a sudden that secondborn said, "Wait a minute i 'm not going to let anything stand between me and what God has for me there 's something out there there 's something out there that God has for me, and i 'm not going to accept an alternative i 'm not going to accept anything less than what God has for me. I want to tell somebody in this house you 've accepted for long enough whatever." Everybody else has said, you might as well have this, might as well have that. You walk in this house and you say, I'm not going to accept all that junk out there. I want to get what's rightfully belongs to me in this house, in these doors, among these people. This is what God has for me right here. So, I'm not going to let anything, he said, come between me. And so the scripture said, the hand comes back and there's a struggle. And all of a sudden, the second born comes out. And the secondborn comes out, and and the nurse says, my goodness. And in our text, she says, how thou hast broken forth. She said, this breach or this breaking, she said, let it be upon you. In other words, if your mama dies in childbirth, it's going to be your fault. And so to solidify this curse in your life, I'm going to give you a name that gives you a curse. I'm going to call you Perez, which means literally in the Hebrew, it means the one who has broken through. And she said, this is a curse upon your head. But how many know what devil means for evil? God always means for... And Perez said, I know you mean this as a curse upon my life, but watch me when I get out of here. Watch me as I grow up. I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to prove my family wrong. I'm going to prove my bloodline wrong. I'm going to prove everybody else wrong. I've got to have everything because I am about ready to change. I'm about ready to change your mind about the second born. I'm about ready to set a divine plan in motion that's going to shake everybody's world, because right now everybody thinks it's all about the firstborn. But I came out second, and I'm about ready to show everybody in this house uh, it's no longer about the firstborn, but it's all about the secondborn. See how is he going to do that, Brother Ventura? If you read in the Scripture, in Luke chapter 3 and Matthew chapter 1, you read in the Scripture, Perez comes out. And then we read about the sons of Perez. Now remember, what was Perez going to do? Change everybody's mind that it's not about your first birth, but it's all about your second birth. Perez has sons and a little bit further down the line, we find that he has a man in his bloodline named Jesse who throws open the back doors of his window one day and says, David, get in here. God's about ready to anoint you king over Israel. And if we go a little bit further down the bloodline of Perez, we find a man named Solomon who rebuilt the temple. And then if we go back down a little bit further, a few thousand more years, we find a man named Joseph who has a wife named Mary, and she brings forth her firstborn son and calls his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. Is it any wonder that Jesus declared, Marvel not that I say unto you, You must be born again. Why? Because a long time ago, Perez set something in motion that said, It's not about your first birth, but it is all about your second birth. Stand with me right now in this house today. Stand with me right now. Lift up your voice. Lift up your hands right now. (laughs) Somebody in this house today You're about ready to prove that thing wrong Somebody in this house today I want to declare to somebody It's no longer about your first birth I don't care what your natural last name is When you come in this house You can be born again And it's no longer about your first birth But it is all about your second birth Lift up both your hands right now in this house. Lift up both your hands right now with me. And just praise him out loud with your mouth for one time. Jesus, I praise you, Jesus. I want somebody. Close your eyes with me right now. Close your eyes with me right now. Nobody's watching. Nobody's looking around. I'm not even looking at you. I want somebody right now. You're tired of the first birth. And it's your first birth voice that's talking right now and saying, My God, you're half out of your mind. You might as well not even go to that altar today. It's your first birth that's going to keep you in your seat and keep you bound. But it's the voice of faith, the voice of your second birth that says, Come on, come on. I've got a new life for you. Come on. I've got a miracle for you. Come on. I've got a revival for you. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. You can stay where you are and listen to your, listen to that first birth voice that says, that speaks curse. Or you can listen to this second birth voice that speaks blessing and power and anointing. I want everybody in this house right now. I want you to pray with me right now. The Holy Ghost is about ready to sweep into this house. I want you to close your eyes. It's not time to worship yet. I want you to close your eyes with me. And if you want this second birth experience... I want you to pray right now with me. I don't care if you're a saint of God. You need to pray with me. I don't care who you are. You want this second birth experience again to flow on you or you want it for the first time. I want you to pray with me right now. Come on. Talk out loud. Jesus, God, forgive me. God, forgive me of every one of my sins, God. Jesus, I ask God that you would cleanse me. Come on. Talk to Jesus like that. Forgive me. You don't have to name it. You don't have to spell it out for everybody in front of you. Just say, Jesus, forgive me. God, forgive me of every one of my sin. God, forgive me of anything, God, that would come between you and I, God. I ask that you would forgive me, Jesus. Because, God, I believe what he's talking about. I believe it's all about my second birth. I believe, God. i got to have that power. Come on, talk to him like that. Forgive me, Jesus. Forgive me, Jesus. Come on. Say it out loud like that. Forgive me, Jesus. Now, I want you to lift up both hands toward heaven with me. Lift up both hands toward heaven right now. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that your word and your spirit would minister in this house right now. And God, that those that are bound under their firstborn experience, God, those that are bound under their first birth curse, God, I pray that the Holy Ghost would shake somebody in this house. Now, I want you to step out. Come on. Come on, step out from where you are, sir come on step out from where you are ma'am I say begin to sing right now step out from where you are and say God now's now's the time 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 and when you get to this altar when you get here I want you to lift up both hands and begin to praise him out loud with your mouth by saying hallelujah Jesus Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus.
2: Hallelujah, Jesus. That's it. Come on, praise Him out loud. Come on, praise Him out loud. Hallelujah. That's it. Come on, push all the way in. There's room for
1: you right here.
2: Giving everything. For this. It's what I for.
0: Yes, Jesus.
2: For yes, Jesus. Praise Him out loud. Praise Him out loud. Oh, I say hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. our hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah,
1: hallelujah.
2: Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How many are thankful for the second birth? I said, how many are thankful for the second birth? Hallelujah. So break forth. Amen.
0: Praise God. Hallelujah. Great to have everybody here. Take this power, this spirit, this anointing with you. Hallelujah. We're having service. Uh, remember all the announcements. We're having service Wednesday. Bring that with you. Time of great prayer here Wednesday at 7 o'clock, starting at 7 o'clock. And let's see God do great things. God is great. Hallelujah. Praise God. 5 o'clock. Uh, there he is uh, Spanish service. Let's remember that. Uh, uh, I think Brother Donnie wants to meet with a man right up here up front real quick. Lord bless you. Dismiss in Jesus' name.
1: We can have all the men from Life Church just
0: come up to the front real quick. We've got to talk about a couple things, so just come up
1: here um, real fast. Okay, all the men
0: from Live Church up to the front, if you guys just come up to the front real quick.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.